0: I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. <sighs> Let's see, i got no idea what I'm doing. What's going God. on? Don't worry. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. The podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help with Matt Bronger, the advice podcast that doesn't know why it gives advice. I was thinking about it this morning. This is a fun thing to do, but, uh... I don't know why I chose to give advice. It's not something that I really uh, uh, (laughs) organically am asked to do on certain levels sometimes. But I guess it was just it it started in the the old incarnation of the podcast and kind of took off in its own way. But I I realize it's just a way to kind of engage, just like how podcasts, you listen to them to, to, to feel company in this lonely, cold world. Uh, This is a way where people are going to call in and anonymously just you know leave their thoughts and and worries and problems at our doorstep. And I always have fun people on, so it's a good time. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast, that's the best summary I think I've ever come up with for it. And I feel like I come up with a new one almost every time. Um, I have somebody on the the podcast uh, who I uh, don't see that often, but he's a friend. He's a brother in arms, uh, a fellow comedian. I realize I do have a lot of comedians on the show, but I also don't care because I relate to them uh, more than anyone in a lot of ways. And I feel like they're also the most sardonic and often thoughtful people. The, the, the stereotype of us being, oh, they're all dicks, it's, it's so not true. I, I feel like that's a holdover from the, from the days of um, bad cocaine and rolled up uh, shirt sleeves on suits in the 80s. I, I think that's where that kind of came from, where you had full-on <laughs> thoroughbred psychopaths touring the country. Um, but uh, uh, anyway, uh, he, he's he's a very funny guy, uh, very self-effacing, very self-aware, um, and a uh, uh, good all-around dude. Ricky Velez is here. Ricky, how are you, man?
1: Hey, dude. Thank you so much for having me. And I think it's really funny that you just come out and say you don't know why you give advice, but you do. I think that's very... <laughs> And you know what? Every comedian does it. And I, I, I disagree with the idea that there still aren't shitty comedians out there.
0: I, I'm sorry. Yes, you're, you're 100% right. <laughs> okay, I cool. I think I mean there aren't any. You're out of your head. I feel like I, I feel like in, my, in my little circle, the ones I talk to and associate with, the, the, the analogy I've come up with that I've said on the show is, Anytime it kind of one of these dudes gets outed for being like a woman comes forward and says like, oh, this dude, he did this, this and that, or was this way with me. <laughs> I, I never, I've never seen it. So of course, cause what would they, none of these guys want to fuck me. So like, how would I ever see it? But I feel like the analogy I've, I've had is like, I feel, I feel like those, those people in the story, the serial killer who lived next door, like what? He seemed like a perfect gentleman. You know it's like, yeah. like babe in the woods so yeah that's a hundred percent true there are some real awful people out there you know that do what we do yeah don't get me wrong yeah i just mean
1: Tra- just traveling the country picking yes. people
0: up <laughs> yeah, dude when i when i live with canane we had yeah. this guy who stopped by and, and hung out with us and he he was kind of a hack and we knew him from the chicago days and and, and he was always one of those guys who just like check this out, and he has like pictures of of naked pictures of girls. He's <laughs> like, I don't want to see this, dude. I feel like I, I, I'm I'm on your creep team now. And like, when he left, he like spent the night at our house. And he, when he left, Kyle was like, Yeah, we can't hang out with that guy anymore. I'm just, I feel like his tour schedule is going to coincide with a series of horrible events. <laughs> I'm like yeah, I uh,
1: I once after the Miami Improv met a jeweler. And I was like, this guy's cool. He's a jeweler. He has jewels. He's somebody I should hang out with. So the next day I met up with him and he kidnapped me for more than half the day to the point he drove me away from my car. Whoa. Right? Yeah. And then we were in his like stuff and whatnot. And by the end of the day, he had shown me and my friends that were with me, my opener, uh, him banging, him banging a girl. I was like, dude, this is not
0: no uh, we become friends at all. Nope. This is I I I I don't know a point in my life I would find that impressive. I really don't. Nor, that, that would I don't make have... me more impressed than creeped out and feel bad for that woman. <laughs> look, look. But if you need jewelry
1: in the Hollywood, Florida area,
0: okay. I got oh, yes.
1: you.
0: Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> are you like are you are you living in miami now last we talked you said you i'm
1: i actually flew in today to new york i'm here for a week and oh, then wow. um yeah we're just moving around you know we both have kids and like yeah. we definitely won't be able to travel with them in the next couple of years once they start school and all that stuff
2: mm-hmm. my
1: kid has already started school but we decided to take this time to move around as much as possible and do what we want to do and oh great yeah and in new york just got a little overbearing i've been talking about it so i'll say it. i've been talking about it on stage but uh my wife was actually assaulted uh walking down sixth avenue so oh. i just like a guy he threw her into the street and like the cops told her um uh, if we catch them, we're going to let them out by tonight. So basically told her what's the point, And that's why I got out. Jesus, dude. But I looked at her the other day in Miami, looked her dead in eyes. And I was like, you better go buy a helmet because we're not raising a Florida kid. <laughs> like we're, learn <laughs> we're, we're some karate or something. We are not, <laughs> we are not, they, they just play music full time in Miami. It's crazy, dude. It's It's yeah. absolutely insane
0: no yeah it, it, it is it's a it's a place of constant sound it, there's always <laughs> there's a, always some kind of cacophony happening uh often rhythmic there, that's nice but
1: there's a guy that plays uh, like reggae tone out the window off his balcony <laughs> and then he plays trumpet along with it <laughs> on fridays yeah. on fridays that's great when you have a three-year-old on the front of a building
0: yeah i uh I'm, I'm so reluctant to, uh, often engage with people. Uh, and you know, when you have a kid, my daughter's like a year and a half, just walks right up to people, waves and stuff. (laughs) And like, you know, like that's fine. But like my wife and I were at a street fair and these, these three guys were, um, they had their music out and they, they, they were, they were rapping and selling their, uh, their wares (laughs) or something. And it's, you know, just... Uh, It's kind of odd how these three guys are kind of be trying to are kind of like broke Drakes, just like you know, being Drake. And uh, I mean, Drake's not at the street fair. No, he isn't. He isn't. No, no, not in Monrovia. And (laughs) I mean, look, God bless these guys for the hustle, but like. You know, my daughter comes up and she's dancing. My, my wife is like, oh, she wants to watch these guys. And I just, all I want to do is just pick her up and just run, just run away from the rappers. <laughs> and it was actually fine. And this is on me. I'm just so, I'm just like, ah, I don't want them. Listen, I'll, I'll not to be the old man, I'll play you the good stuff. Let's go home, you know <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll choose what you like, yeah, yeah, exactly, no, but it, it 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 is that thing where you know, I'm sure that's the case in Miami, you know, your kid is just like, I'm gonna go over here, there's sound and stuff, and so they're engaging, they're going to all these,
1: yeah, you know, I actually like moved right into like the bleach and butthole of it, too. I moved right onto to Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like if it's not just that it's the tourism it's the rest of that i'm trying to i'm trying to act like i can move out of new york and i'm realizing i can't Why? It's a really is it i'm is born it, i'm born and raised here and it's just no. like it's a only place i really feel comfortable i mm-hmm. feel like everybody kind of understands my speed yeah. Oh, I, I, that's the worst about Miami is how long you wait for something at a restaurant. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. The wait time, just double it. It's, yeah. it's wild. But um, I don't know. I like it. I, I, I do like it as a second place to be, but it's definitely not home.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Why, how did yeah. you choose Miami to, to escape to for a little while?
1: I actually, for the first time ever went down there was like four years ago when I got married to my wife. Mm -hmm. Um the first time I ever went there, I got married. And I just liked it. I kept going back. I kept going and do shows there. The improv's really good to me there. So I go down a lot. And um it's also just a nice place to go in February and go do a weekend of shows, you know. So um me and my wife went down there uh during like heavier pandemic, and like we realized like, oh yeah, you can live down here and be an ass and not follow any COVID rules. Or there is a life where you actually like play the rules and you can live safely down there, and we liked it. So uh, we jumped down there for a little bit, and it was it was good. It was definitely good and interesting and fun. And the kid just got to be outside, which is huge. Like I did that last year during COVID, and that was too much. So it's just nice to be out.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> that is that is the thing. I will you know I I, I I've been in LA, God. Uh, you know closing it on 20 years now and it is that thing where that that is the deal with here that it's just like the yeah. world is always nice and so when Rose was born and we take her outside it's like okay look you can run wild and run free and stuff and and her 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 daycare uh I just dropped her off of an hour ago there and it's it's basically is you know this uh Latin family of women that run this daycare and have since the eighties and have like these giant outdoor areas where not a lot of kids, but a good amount of kids can just be all day. They can be outside all day in these areas, you know, and it's just like you, most places in the country, you just can't have that. It just doesn't, it's not feasible. And in New York, I mean, once the schools are shutting, I just like,
1: but at the same time, like when we got down to Florida, it hit its lowest temperatures in years it hit 40 of course of course yeah i was like this is great that mm-hmm. made me laugh at the QAnon people really hard yeah because they cl- they they claim the jewish people control the weather that's one uh, of their theories and it's like not if miami hit 40. no there's you, no you. way
0: <laughs> the machine broke soros what happened
1: <laughs> oh man you should i hope you
0: do that on stage that's really (laughs) (laughs) i said it to
1: my jewish wife and her parents and they enjoyed it nice
0: (laughs) that's my that's that's my run you always have to i i feel like i don't know what it is like comedy audiences often are are typically very informed and you don't have to set it up as much but even that yeah. is almost too much setup. Where, where you're like, <laughs> do you guys know that these, these assholes believe the Jewish people? Because right there, it almost diverges. Their, their attention is like, don't They're
1: only. like, I need to, I need to, to Google my, oh, that.
0: I need to Google, Google that. Why? Why did you unpack that? I can't. It's all the expression, like, you You can't put that the, the shit back in that goose. That goose. No, not. not it's like I never should have put that in front of you yeah some of those things some of those like that's I, anytime i uh, think of jokes like that I'm just like oh the setup is too long I can't
1: there should be a comic that does do like a QAnon special like at one of their rallies that they don't realize that would be sick that would be incredible that would be, be sick if somebody was able to pull that that would be really hard because yeah. i mean just writing for that would be really hard but i mean, it would be really funny to watch that hidden just murder
0: uh-huh <laughs> it, it, it would, it'd have to be like uh, you know somebody like like nathan uh felder is that his name yeah From- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah or I like, or, so. like tom,
0: or like tom green like one of those guys that are just they can just take their humanity out for for comedy and just interact with people and be like Sasha
1: I'm just kidding. yeah Sasha Baron yes, exactly
0: and when I see humanity I don't mean like they get rid of their soul or their heart but just like I I did one hidden camera show when I first moved to LA and I wanted to walk. I wanted to walk into traffic dude I felt I and I was the one who looked bad on camera you know but it was like I would watch I would watch punked and be like fucking how I hate myself.
1: Dude, I did. I had to do Man on the Streets. And I think it's initially where me and you had but on uh, the Nightly Show. That's Um, where I think me and you originally started talking. Maybe. And
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay.
1: And I had to do Man on the Streets. And, like, I grew up in New York City. You just don't walk up to somebody and say crazy shit. That's how you get punched in your fucking head and like i would be out there with a field producer that's like a fucking 100 pound girl no security and yep. just walking up to people and i hated it so much and yep. then mike yard was my other correspondent and he would have no problem doing it cuz he's just this massive man and every uh, like everybody loved it was unbelievable it was the worst that gives me the worst anxiety
0: oh dude yeah i did it i did a thing with mad tv where i was like i was a, a field reporter they had me in the makeup and the hair and shit and everything but it's like i didn't realize i was on and i had a couple drinks that afternoon like that was the gig you know and so i was just like let's talk to people and the thing is i would take the mic and touch their face with it like i didn't have depth perception oh i feel like i've
1: seen these yeah and it's like
0: the the i couldn't go in as much as they wanted me to you know what i mean it's just like i'm not gonna touch someone's body i'm not gonna so it's like we had to actually use someone like worked on the show to pretend to be somebody on the you know like because it was just like I just I I guess I'm just a pussy when it comes to that shit I I can't like just keep (laughs) messing with people it's like I hate myself
1: (laughs) it's so funny how much like they don't really care until they have to I did a full thing once uh They said they were going to like let petty laws in New York go away and like they weren't going to arrest people for petty laws and all this stuff. And like, so I printed out what petty laws were and I went around the city and did them. And then by the time the sketch got to legal, they were like, no, 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 you can't walk around breaking laws. It's like, it's done.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, I think that's one one reason why there's, like, outrage for some of these guys that have, like, 100 million subscribers on YouTube is because the way they got there is by just doing flagrantly awful illegal shit, you know, and... I
1: love it. I <laughs> love watching it.
0: There's so many
1: of those guys that I watch, and I'm like... Really? Look, look, oh, my... It blows my mind, dude. It oh, blows wow. my mind. Yeah, yeah I, no, I've I've really researched those guys. I've spent yeah. a lot of time like learning about them and they're okay. really truly most of them have pyramid schemes going on right now with this NFT thing. It's very interesting. Yes. It's it moves so fast that world. Yeah. Like what they were doing six months ago isn't making them any money anymore.
0: Right. Right. It's con- it's it's like it's like uh mass accelerated carpet baggery on all these levels it's just like how um you know uh like all all the all the right-winger types they they sell like fake supplements so I was like guys let me tell you about these pills it's like really
2: (laughs) do they really
0: oh yeah oh yeah you name any of them I bet the only one that doesn't have them is like Tucker Carlson because he makes so much money off of commercials like It just—I mean,
1: just because you're a comic, does your algorithm think you're Republican?
0: Boy, I don't. No, no, I don't think so. (laughs) No, no. Honestly, honestly,
1: sometimes, sometimes my uh, my algorithm will post these things, and I'm like, hey, 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 hey. Like, do I have to like? You know what?
0: Call somebody. It's (laughs) it's probably because you look at everything. You know, I don't have the stomach. Sometimes I'm just like, I can't even watch this, and I also have made the what is. I, I believe a mistake where I've I've stated my political opinions to try to sway people. But it's like, the way they've built it is an echo chamber. Everyone I'm trying to uh, change the mind of is like, no, they're on my side already. And this is, I shouldn't even, I should be here more to entertain, you know, than to, mm. you know. But it's like, it's, it's hard to not share a thing when you're like, look at this shit that's going, like, what is this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just, and the world just goes on and on, you know? But I would probably have a, a far, far, far bigger of a following if I, you know, would just keep my mouth shut about how I feel in the world. A friend of mine actually pointed out, he's like, he's like, you're really real online. And I was like, oh, it's that bad? <laughs> I remember, Did you watched the Michael Jordan
1: documentary, right? Oh, yes, yes. When they, when they got into him about, like, never saying whether he's a Democrat or a Republican, and he just goes... <laughs>
0: Republicans buy shoes too. (laughs) It's just like damn. I mean, I I remember when he said that when I was a kid, and I was like, "Oh, really? Yeah, I could see that. I could see that." I mean, it was. I don't
1: remember. Like, I really remember when, like, our parents grew up, like, Mm -hmm. not talking about politics. Yeah i like my, it was considered extremely rude and it just wasn't done like i don't know who my parents
0: voted for that's interesting no it's that's all i knew i mean it's it's you know not not all but like, like my my parents were kind of you know we'd go to protests together and stuff like that <laughs> I mean, they were. They were they, i grew up I mean, my parents are volunteers they run a food pantry oh, no. you know they're very involved that kind of thing but but that said if they're having dinner with someone, they're they're not going to be like, "Did you see what so and so did?" And it's like they're not going to do that, you know? They they they, they understand yeah. the, the the decorum of it, kind of thing. And, and I mean, when when I will say Jordan talking about the Republicans. And side note, my probably my favorite thing about that entire documentary is he's never without a bottle of whiskey. Like I, I just think it's fascinating that he had that level of not giving a fuck about like, why is there a bottle of brown liquor in every shot with you? It, could it be over there? It just made me laugh.
1: It's it's pre- it's pretty interesting. I mean
0: he he did look puffy. <laughs> <He> did <laughs> his look his puffy. eyes are red. Yeah, dude. Uh but the thing I was gonna say is like back in that era, you had any any black person who was even vaguely political. The most obvious would be like Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. They, they, the press would say to them. So how much are you giving to these social causes? Like it, it was a thing of like you're black. You think black people should be doing better. Why aren't you giving away all your money? Like the press was actively <laughs> kind of like disempowering them. And I remember Spike Lee being like, what not you ask Scorsese? What he's doing? What is this shit? Because I may do the right thing. I'm not allowed to have a large bank account." You guys are crazy. So I can see Michael Jordan just wow. being like I could see Michael Jordan just being like like people are like why don't you say like He's like because it will fuck my business. You idiots! I'm not gonna yeah. fuck my business. So it's like yeah, as 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 much as I remember being like mm. wow that's cynical. Like as a kid, I was also like yeah he's a business person. Yeah. He's, not gonna, he's not gonna screw his his shoe line that has his <laughs> his shape on it. For the sake of a cause i'm sorry it's just crazy yeah
1: i miss not knowing people's political opinions. yeah I,
0: I i agree i agree have you and like since you're uh since your you did your special have you gotten a little bit more um like notoriety do you feel like people recognize you a little bit more
1: yeah you definitely hear it a bit more um mm-hmm. um yeah, in New York as well, which is nice, yeah. especially like home. Um the seats are getting more people in them, so that's right. dope. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, I like it's it's done so much. I mean, just working with Judd has done so much for me. So, right. I mean, I just continue to like do that, um writing something uh staying as busy as possible and jumping around and doing shows you know i'm going back on the road uh march 31st i'll go back to denver comedy works downtown my favorite place in the world
0: that's the best Uh, um it's 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 crazy man
1: it's 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 candy land for me man i just get wildly stoned and tell jokes it's the best <laughs> it's it's i mean it's great and then i i have uh behind that i have punchline san francisco then i have madison wisconsin
0: laugh boston so like i have a good lineup there, coming your, up. those are all you just named the best clubs in the country
1: which i mean i'm so happy to get into and then um but um i just like I just did a month with Aziz, um, which was fucking awesome. We did January together. We did the day after Christmas, we left. And we just like stayed in a bubble for a month, which was awesome, but uh, awesome shows. And I just used that time because my special was very interesting. I did Pandemic, I got my second shot, five months on the road, tape, edit, out. So I didn't have time to rebuild rebuild an hour. Yeah. So I've been using all this time. Like I went, I've gone out with the Z's, Mulaney, and Whitney now, um, wow. just just to gain, just to gain more and more attraction. Uh, and I'm at 30 right now. I have okay. a month to sit at the comedy cellar, gain mm-hmm. this extra 20. And I think the biggest part about gaining is not like giving up the uh, stop being afraid to bomb. Just go and do it, like. I remember, I actually did a, uh, I did an interview as I lost my material about rebuilding my material, and I basically told the guy I was probably going to take off all this time. Da, da, da. And I called him a week later, and I was like, I'm going to go on stage, and he's like, Can I come with you? And I went bare. I didn't use any of the jokes from the special, nothing. Bare, nice. bare bones, and I forced myself to do that for a full weekend. And by the end of that weekend, I had, a, I had like a bit, like one bit, that was five minutes. And I was like, oh, okay. That's what I have to do. Make it, yeah. But it made me feel like I was young again in this game, which is yeah. crazy, well, I mean, getting that me,
0: back. To me, you are, <laughs> you know, like-, you're, 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 you know, like But like, I mean,
1: I, like, I, I mean that, I mean the excitement of like- I know, you're, you saying, did I know it you're saying. When you were when you were a kid and you were well, really free falling. Totally,
0: and that, I, I have to get back to that every time. I, I shot a special in October, and then it was just mm. holiday, you know, bunch bunch of dates after that. But like build, trying to build, but then holidays, and then January, I just didn't go in. I moved everything because it was mm-hmm. so fucking nuts, and it was just. And also, I didn't feel comfortable, you know, the opening for somebody is perfect because I didn't feel comfortable uh, asking people to buy tickets to my shows and what shows I mm-hmm. had. I, I moved the late the my first road show is actually this weekend. And I still don't have a new hour since that October. It's like, I have probably 20, 25, but it's like, I'm building and I'm building, and I'm gonna definitely use some stuff from that hour. Cause it's like, people have to have their money's worth.
1: No, know? dude, but- it was, it, it was definitely sketchy when we were out in January, it was it was wild. Like, yeah. we were,
0: like we
1: were in places eating outdoors where it was cold. Like it was, it was like a tough tour, but at the same time, like only one guy got sick and then um we were able to just like keep it going and we it was it was really cool and then by the time we did msg we did the theater and who the hulu theater Mm -hmm. um omicron had run its business through like new york yeah so everybody either had it or didn't and like the seats were packed again so it actually worked out for us yeah
0: yeah, it's it's and it's I, just I, I've
1: been I've been very lucky to jump on with people and be able to like do it in a safe manner because like being in a club, I was in a club this week and it's just it's still just still a lot of people for something we're not sure.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm I I am probably equal parts clubs, equal parts, uh, you know, music venues and small theaters and mm-hmm it get music venues and theaters it's so it's so hard to move the, the 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 needle on tickets there you know it's just because it's all you you're doing all the promotion it's not like you yeah. go up and go i don't care what's in this theater i'm going like they do with comedy clubs you know uh, uh, uh yeah 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 and so you know it's tough and now it's harder than ever where it's just like and i have friends who are playing fucking borderline stadiums and they're like some of them sell out some of them it's like pulling fucking teeth and so it's that thing where it's.
1: The other thing is these makeup dates. Oh, dude. These makeup dates.
0: My Columbus, uh, uh, Ohio date, it's a two shows. The first one sold out. Like, it got moved because of things just getting bananas. And uh, you go to my Facebook post about it, my most recent one. There's like six people that are like, I have tickets for sale. I have tickets for sale. I have tickets for sale. Because it's like, uh, you know it's i i, I think of it uh, probably a, a, ske- a scheduling concern with them but maybe some people are like i just don't want to see shows anymore I, I don't know i don't know but it's only Columbus me and
1: whitney where- me and whitney were talking about it and we were wondering if it's like you know so many people like relocated moved out yeah. of where they were like yeah. like i i kind of I think Denver Comedy Works will be great and it's always great. But it's just like I built a really strong following before COVID there. Like yeah. I used to sell out my shows pretty fast. Like I'm wondering if that'll happen in the same way. Did the people right. move back to their hometowns? Because that is a young, young place. Uh-huh. That, that that Denver was young kids in there. So it's it, it's interesting because I still have friends that never made it back to New York.
0: Well, I mean, you mentioned young people. I mean, young people get, like like anyone who's who doesn't have uh you know tons of tons of liquid wealth is getting fucked over because all the yeah. real estate's getting bought up and all the uh, you know it it they're 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 basically at this point they're creating homeless people. That's really what it is. It's like it, mean, it, I, in, in these nobody can afford to live in these quote unquote hip areas because they've all been commodified. My uh,
1: wife, me, me and my wife. Me and my wife, we said it when we first came back to the city. So we left two weeks before the shutdown because I read newspapers like crazy. Mm -hmm. I was actually reading the doctor's journals from BBC.
0: Oh, wow. Wow.
1: Um, And I knew just something was really bad. And actually, we were coming up to King. So we left two weeks early. Then we came back and then we left again. But it was like the first time we came back. I remember showing my wife, being like, "Look at that homeless guy," and she'd be like, "What about him?" I'm like, "Look, look, he recently had a haircut." And she, I was like, "These are new homeless people we're looking at. Yep. These aren't these aren't people that have been doing this. This is this is new homeless people." And it was really really hard and crazy to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 nuts. I mean. Hey, it's it's dark. I mean, oh, that's what I was gonna say. The reason why I was asking you if you're getting uh, more like recognition and stuff like that is because I remember who who put me on to you initially. You know how comics will be like, oh, you know who you should check out. You know, ah, yeah, Uh, was Pete Davidson was like was like you know like like Bronger, you should check. Like he DM'd me. Or texting me or something he's like you should check him out and this this is you know before this is before he became uh you know a walking billboard for everyone's feelings <laughs> you know and i mm-hmm. i haven't talked to him in a couple years i hope he's he's doing well i mean i i've I, I i he's one of those people who you know i met him when he was l- quite literally a child you know basically 17 yeah. or 18 and uh was completely just a kind, open person. He's one of those people, like, I love it when I meet a comic who's, you know, like, I used to have a joke. Actually, I have a joke. I've never said it on stage. But I have a tattoo that's older (laughs) than Pete Davidson. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I love it when I meet someone who's that much younger than me, and they invite me to come do their young person thing. You know, he's like, you want to come by, play some video games? You know, like what? Mention some game. I'm just like, never heard of it. But I would, man. You know. Like, <laughs> you know and then, so I, like, I, I, we, 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 we hung out. I remember, yeah, I got, I got him into, into a bar. Uh, you know, with, you know, just basically bullshitted him into a bar. Uh, to, he to, to come hang out with a bunch of us, bunch of comics. You know, and and he was underage, and we were just hanging out and stuff. And then just like a couple years later, I remember, um my entire agency that i that I, i'm i'm with just bum rushed a comedy club to fucking follow him around and stuff and it was almost just like oh what's up Bronger? like i think like maybe two agents I- <laughs> you know this is so funny but like and then now it's like he's coca-cola and it's been- he's
1: good he's good we uh we talked yesterday it's funny like we used to like stay up all night and get high and now we talk early on monday morning yep it's a very different (laughs) that's how it works works, man yeah it's a very different um lifestyle but um he's great everybody's great yeah um he's 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 fine uh you know you don't want to say much but it's like no 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 no, i don't i'm
0: not i'm not asking for the inside dope i you know i i'm sure i'm sure he's doing well and i love the guy and everything and i uh, oh Uh, But it's yeah,
1: no, but he's the king of like, he's the king of random ass, uh, like, uh, like events that he wants to do with people, bro, medieval times. I went to medieval times with me, Pete, my wife, and Charlemagne, the God and his family and Carly (laughs) Aquilino. Perfect. We had to leave it. We had to leave a ticket for Charlemagne because he was late and they're like well what's who's the ticket for we're like charlemagne and they're like last name we're like the god let's just <laughs> we don't know we just we call him charlemagne the god he'll be here yeah, you should um yeah. yeah medieval times six flags great adventure how much oh. six flags clothing i have is insane the merch store is incredible a lot of six flags
0: really okay and
1: then yeah 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 and then what's the other one he like to do nah. just like anything that's like like an arcade type situation he's really oh, yeah. into
0: sure I sure
1: dave and busters yeah
0: oh yeah yeah
1: yeah i'm I mean, really I... good at the claw game i'm the claw guy oh you are oh nice i can get you anything out of the corner <laughs> that's <Yeah>. impressive <laughs> and if you ever want to win ever if you ever want to win every game at a fair just go on youtube and google it really you just look at it and just look how you win dude you can leave the fair with all the stuff it's so easy you can even youtube it on your phone in front of the carnies it makes them furious
0: (laughs) Yeah, for Carnies. i remember going to First time I went to Las Vegas, it was like a bachelor party when I lived in Chicago. And I, I was the events guy. So I made sure to just plan shit other than strip clubs. Like, all right, we're going to end up in those whatever. You know, here's a good restaurant. Here's a good show. You know, but like whoever booked us was like in charge of our comedy. booked us at Circus Circus. or like I was like, what are you doing? And we're in this kind of... And, but it turned out to be amazing because out in the Midway, it's all, you know, carny stuff and like, you know basketball toss and all that jazz and so me and eight other guys went around winning all these toys to the point where kids would follow us and we'd have like a toy off we're like yeah i won that kid at dr evil you suck tony you know like it was just <laughs> it was so much more fun than gambling <laughs> it's like we um
1: yeah there's a lot of times like i'll just win so much stuff and then have to find a kid that's the awkward part being like hey can i give this to your kid my kids Can I give um. this- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't even bring him there. Like, yeah, I don't even let him touch all that stuff. That's for dad. That's, yeah, that's- for- David Buster's. David and Buster's my time. It's
0: for my Yeah, it's for me. For me. How How old is your son?
1: 3. He's oh three. wow. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. He's He's awesome. He's so funny. He's like he met a pilot today because we flew in, so he's just nice. like so hyped about meeting a pilot. He's the best. He's funny.
0: I, we just flew in uh, yesterday and, um, or day before yesterday, and the pilot was like, came up and gave Rose like, you, you, you know, like, want some wings? Like, you know, the, the Delta. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. kind of just takes it and stares at it and is like, all right. We're like, oh, Rose, wow. You know, and she's just, cool. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just goes right over her head kind of thing to, Okay, in in a year I think a year and a half should be like, oh, cuz she does. She loves the plane. She runs up and points at them and you know, yells and all that jazz, but it'll be
1: uh, my kid my, my kid didn't even really notice the pilot that was flying us. It was the pilot he saw in the airport. He was like, "Why is he dressed like that?" Like, uh, that's oh, a good God. question. Mm-hmm. Pilots should get a casual Friday. That would be kind of cool. You just that's get funny. to see what your <laughs> what your pilot likes to wear
0: i would say though probably the psychological effect on some people would be like why isn't he dressed nice i don't i don't want to get on this <laughs> you know he, he got him like his tommy bahama button-up and his cargo short and flip-flop i was like let's go folks it's me Look just, it oh, making er- just
1: call me we're the worst just making every
0: pilot a man We're oh, no, sitting never. here <laughs> Of course we are. You know, to be fair, <laughs> most of them are. But I would, hey, I would say that's talk about psychology though. I would say the 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 casual dressed man, I'd be like, fuck, I don't know, man. I feel like Dave might be hungover. I don't know if I want to fly with him. But like the casually dressed woman who's dressed in party shit, I'd be like, I'm on her plane, man. She's in control. She's like a she's like she has a mom. plans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's pl- There's plans to that dress. Yeah. There's- <laughs> She's excited. She's going to get into her craziness once we land. She didn't do anything last night. She's like, no, I fly tomorrow. I'm going to watch a movie and then go to bed early. But when we land in Aruba, I'm getting fucked up. That'd be her thing. Yeah,
1: yeah I imagine. I don't know. I, I just, like, I wonder how often they are getting fucked up the night before.
0: Did you, did you see Flight? The Denzel Washington yeah. movie? Yeah. Uh... Oh, my
1: God. That, that guy's like a normal comedian.
2: <laughs> the line is like,
0: up enough to get on a plane. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, are you, and you, you posted, you're not drinking anymore, right?
1: Yeah. I've chilled on that. I actually, uh, I, um, I think I like started off with like, let's do a month. And then it's like wow. month two, it's like still feeling great. And then it's like, Hey, I'm about to have a birthday, and I haven't been sober on one of those in a long time. Let's we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so nice. it's, uh Yeah, no, it's been, uh, it's been good. I'm still smoking weed. I'm not a weirdo. I'm not going to, like, that's how you end up, like, that's how you end up, like, jerking off the feet. <laughs> <Like> that, <laughs> you got to have some, just, some, yeah, some, like, some
0: indulgence. Yeah.
1: I don't know if you're friends with them, and I don't know, but, like, that's what's always weirded me out about Dane Cook like Dane Cook just there's no vice dude no yeah. vice no there's something going on yeah wasn't right. Delia like that too Delia was like that
0: he's scared yeah, he he doesn't he uh doesn't drink doesn't smoke yeah it's it's yeah I mean
1: I'm not, this is a
0: science <laughs> I'm over here just fucking dropping talking science at this point well it's to me as someone who's always loved a beer or a drink you know I don't I don't really yeah. smoke anymore. I love mushrooms i will say a friend of ours gave us like these mushroom capsules and my wife was like i don't want to be you know tripping and we have a kid i'm like when the fuck can we break these out hey like we went to hawaii and i didn't even try to ask her if we should take them but i wanted to take them so bad but like (laughs) it's it's that thing where you know i've uh i've had alcohol get me into trouble and i've had moments in my life where i've definitely delved into the darkness of it and there was a time where I found myself like a couple years ago, I realized I was just kind of just numbing myself on the road where it's like, I'd have a couple of mm-hmm. my room and I, would you know, get on stage, like buzz. And then I have, then I would kind of drink it in the night and wake up feeling like shit, but then exercise it away. And I was kind of like, y- y- this, this has, this has to stop one way or the other. Like, yeah, you know, you have to set boundaries. And now I've, I've set those things. And it's like, I, I, I stayed to them to the most part kind of thing. But let's like, me having like no release, I just I don't I I think I would be in a darker place myself, you know. My and biggest I,
1: fear, my biggest fear about it, I don't know if you felt this way, was stage. Hmm. Like if we would just go, and then like I learned real quick that wasn't it at all. And but it's just like a bullshit excuse to like have a have have a have a glass of wine before you go out, or yeah. like dude, and it's just like bullshit. It's like no, you like
0: the drink. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's it's it's
1: And don't get me wrong, I don't I'm not one of these people that's like, I'm never gonna drink again. But like when I do it, like my wife like drinks for celebration. Uh-huh. She drinks for celebration. She has champagne, like it's very casual. It's very like and it's never been that way for me. And I think it's just uh-huh. like that age of just yeah. like yeah, just growing up in a place where like I, I mean like I, I think everybody just grows up in a place and gets to an age where it's like okay, let's get fucked up and if you don't lose that you, you're gonna kill yourself right
0: yeah 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 absolutely yeah like I do it's funny like uh, you, do you know Chris Garcia at all
1: I know the name I don't know if yeah, I he's, know he's,
0: he's, he, he grew up in LA but he's a he, he came up in the Bay Area scene uh with like you know Ali Wong and uh, Kamau and all. Oh, okay, kids, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And stuff, and like we we like will get to get because he, he has a daughter a little bit younger than mine, and and Will Miles and, uh, and his wife Julia and like we'll we'll I all. I love get
1: Will and uh, Julia and Will are the best. They're yeah, so cool.
0: and so th- we're kind of like we have a text chain like that's just just the six of us. It's the party. It's like the party parents, and like I'll get together with them. And we'll get like a pretty strong buzz on around our kids and stuff, but it's like compared to most people, it's not much. But it's like I will do like a shot or two with Chris Garcia, and like he's like he's like the sloppy poppies, right again. And it's like, (laughs) you know, but it's like we're still we're we're in control, and it's it's not a it's not that thing. It's like it's Wednesday, bro. It's time, you know. Like it's not this constant fucking thing where it
1: was just getting to a place where work was actually just getting so intense Mm. and then like i didn't have time to lose that in the morning anymore and it's like the other thing is like and i i hate to say this because it's like so like but like guys in our business don't fucking live long and it's fucking shitty and there's a lot of people that just really don't take care of themselves and i don't like you know, in my family, it's almost the same thing. So it's like, Mm -hmm. if I'm just going to repeat a cycle, it's a waste of time. So I don't know. I just like really wanted to take a, and you know, it's definitely, I suffer with manic depression, which I've been open
0: about. Um, Mm -hmm. and
1: it has definitely made me more even to walk away.
0: That's good. Yeah. And, and it's always kind of like, well, really, really what's worth it. I, I feel like I, was always kind of a partying guy but and and comedy both helped and hurt because it gave me an outlet and it gave me the attention the only child in me and self-centered person in me really needed but also it also gave me something to celebrate or drink when i'm sad about so i kind of had to pull back that and go and because i used to really feel like oh there's no point to doing a show. In the early days if you're not drinking before during and after and then after that and if you're not drinking after and it's kind of like well is that really what the art is all about for you and if if i look at it in plain you know like a uh, laid out format no of course not it's it's really now the business that makes me crazy in terms of, you know, navigating a career and navigating your, you know, kind of perception and stuff. So it's like, I feel like I have to kind of separate that to keep myself sane and, you know, for my mental health.
1: Well, it's also like, what other job would you show up and just get lit right off the job? <laughs> More to the point. <laughs> like, like, like it's you know, I, I'm lucky enough that I got in this business when I was 19 years old. Wow i've gotten to see people be drunks not be drunks come back from being drunk like and it's just like it's the same old story other than the guys that get a hold of it take care of it and like just entered my 30s life's pretty good for me like why take the chance Mm. and not take the opportunity that's given to me and i've been given a great opportunity especially like where i came from um Mm. to to like be in the rooms I'm in. So I just want to make sure I'm taking advantage of that because I feel really stupid if the reason I wasn't was I needed to have a drink. Yeah. That's great. That's a really yeah. and I, just like addiction and whatnot, all that runs in my family. So it's like, dude, yeah. like, take the fucking hint. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's funny. Yeah. Well, uh, are you, we have, we have a couple calls um not a not a ton but that's also because sometimes we get like someone just calling in with some you know screaming so like we're, we don't have any of those the well the, 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 the one thing i will say uh that's that's awesome in that regard is my producer renee like screens them all and he picks ones for us so um so we have we have two we have two um recorded and there's one that someone wrote in so uh renee once you uh uh roll that that first call
2: Oh, I definitely want to hear what Ricky Velez has to say about this. How do you break up with a friend? At first, I tried to be nice to her because she was in distress. But then when I heard about the situation, to be honest, I had to agree with the ex-boyfriend. She was a skank. So she continues to want to cathartically go on and i actually don't want to be friends with her anymore so how do you break up with a friend when you originally were nice to them to help them through a breakup but now you want to break up with them any help you and ricky can give me on this i would greatly appreciate matt
1: just- that scared the shit out of me when she said, I want to hear what Ricky, but Bale- like that with the long Island accent, I was like, Oh, I'm going to know this person.
0: Like, I just this is it. Uh- <laughs> I mean, it was like, this is going to be good, man. Oh
1: yeah. Um, good. I would say this is where I'm at. I think we're too old to get into the back and forth anymore. Hmm. Yeah, we're too old to be like, oh, this, that, like, I, I can't do that anymore. I actually recently, I'll tell this story. This is funny. You know, you'll probably get upset about it, but it's whatever. I had a friend during pandemic change up his life, and now he's a vlogger full time. And what that means is he's living off funds that he has in a bank, but he comes from wealth and the rest of that. But he's vlogging for a living. It's not going so well, but it is what it is. It's kind of annoying because he put himself in front of comics and comedy clubs and people know him as my friend and it's whatever. He goes ahead and has a birthday party. Very small group. It is my job to worry about my health. If I thought it was too much, I shouldn't have gone. But he then (laughs) found out someone had COVID at the party and vlogged him getting tested before telling everybody that was at the party. (laughs) And I just, I went, I know who you are. This makes sense to me now. I like to take people at face value. And I think that's very much like what it, and I I just stopped talking to people. I've changed my numbers. I've changed my numbers. I'm just. I'm very quickly. I'm, I don't need. I don't need. My life is hard enough.
0: Yeah. Wow. I. I'm. I'm very impressed by your level of maturity for your age. I. Uh. You know. Like I, <laughs> I. I believe I was mature in some levels. Uh. You know. At your age and stuff. But it's just like I feel like I'm. You and me are very similar now. You know. And I've got at least fifteen years on you like i'm just just first off just to just to give you a compliment you know just to keep that in i think you're you're you know your perspective is sound i uh and i did also have when she started that call it sounded like an ancient curse it sounded like something was coming from like like that's the horror movie where you press play on the old tape and it says your name and you're like what we just found this in the earth that kind of thing if
1: COVID Um, had a voice Rick yeah. <laughs> What
0: <laughs> it t- it tells you exactly how much change you have in your pocket. Um I I uh I I will I have I had somebody who I I broke up with as a friend because I I found out he was He was one of those guys who it's this is so this is similar to your situation where people around me were like, "I don't know about that guy." And you know, he would he was always the guy who was like, "Are you going to that party?" And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, can we go together? I was like, oh, okay, dude. You know, and he wouldn't go by himself because, you know, it it, it was, there were red flags, but he also let me sleep on his couch for a couple of weeks when I first moved to LA. And he was friends of people who I really trusted and still was up until the end. He actually died uh, last year, but like, um, I'm sorry. He, well, you know, we weren't friends anymore. I hadn't spoken to him in years. I had friends who were still friends with him were like, oh, you know, we're going to make this little video tribute. Do you want to be on it? And I was like, no. like, yeah. because I found out at the time he was being very creepy to a girl I knew and she told me in confidence the only reason she didn't tell him to fuck off to his face is because he was friends with me. And that shattered me. That like broke my heart that she didn't stand up for herself because she was like, you know, he's Matt's friend. I'll let it go. And like there's, there's other stuff too that I won't get into, you know, but it was like, yeah. That, that said, it was, I would say, a harder thing for me to do emotionally to break up with a friend than it was to break up with uh, someone I was dating. And it, I've never been someone who's good at breaking up with someone ever. I remember I sent him an email, and for his sake, I didn't really tell him the reason why we couldn't be friends anymore. I'm just like, let's just let it go and walk away. And he was just like, this isn't fair. And he would text me and stuff. And like, I remember... You like I, to make it clear, though. I feel like you have to, but ah. I did. I did do I did do the weak thing. No, I don't. I did the, do the weak thing, though. It was an email. It was pretty weak. It wasn't like I called him and talked it out or said let's meet and have coffee. I just
1: oh, like, mine was yeah. No, mine was yeah. You, I I have to. I, I'll leave you a text. I don't owe you to be a fair. proper that's person
0: fair. after that's that. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, I just yeah. So to color it is it's it's very hard but there's no how or or you know this is exactly how you do it but to ricky's point i think you don't have to overthink it that much i think you honestly can just text the person and go look i'm just not comfortable being your friend anymore or whatever thanks
1: deborah see ya her name's deborah (laughs) she didn't say it but i can hear it you can
0: (laughs) for sure and listen i know you're you're listening right now in the li expressway and, and got, like, <laughs> being there for for calling in thank you so much um okay so this second call i've been told is a follow-up to a call we already had and because sometimes i'll Let's be go. like they'll call and give advice or they'll call and be like i need to know what this and we will give advice and i'll be like call and let me know what the hell happened so uh <clears throat> renee go ahead and i'll uh, roll that one
3: hey matt uh just got through listening to your, your podcast with Billy Wayne Davis. I'm a big fan of both you guys. Um, I, thank you. My comment, my statement is for the second caller, the gentleman that called in, uh Armed Forces veteran, uh, and wanted some advice on what to, to say when someone says thank you for your service. I, too, right. am a, a veteran. I spent eight years active duty Air Force, and I get it a lot. I'm also from the South, so... Um, there's a big support group, support for, for military, but all, all the it's misguided. Hey, can you pause it real quick? Um, so just,
0: just to bring you up speed, Ricky, this, this veteran called in and was like, people find out I'm a veteran. They like to say, thank you for your service. It's this is knee jerk thing. And he's just like, I don't like it. I, I just, it, it's, it's.
1: I go out of my fucking way. Like. Out of my way to thank people for their service. So, yeah,
0: I'm done. (laughs) No, no, no. Listen, listen. No, I, I do too. But he's he basically was like saying he he gets it so much from some people who it's he he's like he's like and maybe this is selfish, but I feel like that's all people do for the most part. You know what I mean? So he was just you know and that the the thing about the show it's it's anonymous, so people can call. It's like hey, it's me, Sergeant blah blah blah. You know? So
1: well, what's his name had the best joke about that? Who's that? Louis, Louis CK had the best uh, joke about that. What was it? He had the joke about how he saw a guy get on the plane to go to war. And he's like, you just take a regular plane to war. Yeah. And he thought about giving him his seat. And he felt like a good person just for thinking about it. All uh, right. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. <It's> like, <laughs> perfect.
0: yeah. 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 Um, so. I was like if any veterans have an answer for this please call in so uh okay so this is it so renee uh unpause please thanks dude
3: and what i've tried to do is accept the thank you and 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 be genuine with it but also say i appreciate the thank you but let's do something a little bit more let's donate 25 dollars a month to a, a credible veterans organization Let's volunteer to feed homeless veterans. There is a a a ton of things that, that people can do to make sure that the the inequities that the these people face when when they come home can be minimized. Because you're right, the government isn't doing enough. Um the government's never done enough to take care of its veterans. Um I, I've seen far too many of my, my friends that I made over the, the, the eight years that I was in, uh, suffer from vast mental health issues, physical issues, and oftentimes it just goes unchecked because the VA is so bogged and they can't get the help that they need. But if you just will kindly accept the thank you, um, and I know it's hard, it, it's awkward, uh, but just Urge them, push them to do something more than just a thank you. Volunteer, donate your time, your money, resources to help those that oftentimes can't get the help. Especially, I live in a, in a rural part of South Alabama where it's an hour and a half to the, the nearest VA. So it's, it's it's a struggle. Also in a small town where there isn't a lot of mental health uh, available. Uh, thankfully, uh, there are some programs that are coming along that, that focus on that, but it, it, it's not moving at the rate that we need. So, if if you can kindly suggest that kind of thing, I think that will go a long way, and they'll see that there is something that they can do other than, you know, picking up a rifle, which... Uh, I,
0: wow it ended that way huh
1: that that uh, i don't like that <laughs> okay <laughs> I think
0: what happened was the guy probably just was like you know did the old uh uh military well what like i'm using up too much time just hang up you know yeah but I get, I get hopefully his, i get his point <laughs> <laughs> thinking hey, listen i'm going with good vibes uh oh that's what happened you know it hit the i just got a uh, uh oh, okay, message he hit the three minutes. i just
1: i mean i actually that like just hearing that from somebody that seems to be a veteran it's very uh it, it's a lot to take in mm-hmm. um i don't know it is i don't i I, there's, I don't really have a too much of a response to that Then other than then like I'm actually doing a joke right now how charity isn't for the people you're doing it for. It's for yourself. And that just like solidified it. Hmm. Like if you ever – like I, you said your parents are volunteers, so this is kind of funny. But I say if you ever worked at a soup kitchen, hmm. you're the most pretentious piece of shit in the world. <laughs> like like if you didn't show up that day, there would just be a bunch of homeless people hanging out around a pot of food with a cup in their hand just being like, how do we – <laughs> how do we get it from? <laughs> yeah. They're so poor they don't even know how to scoop and yeah. they go in there. And we show them Wow. Well, we hand it over, make sure your fingers don't touch theirs. Yeah. It's
0: a very shitty, shitty situation. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's it's denigrating all around. It's 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 so well, easy. you
1: wonder how many times you say thank you for your service, just sure. you want to make sure you felt good about doing that it's 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 a very interesting
0: i hate to say it but it really fucking comes down to branding it's like how do we get this out there in terms of you if you you know i feel like all the people who are you know it's like the people that do that politicians that do nothing about gun violence and are like thoughts and prayers it's like it should it's like you have to it's like a brand. Like you can't say thoughts and prayers unless you're actually giving money to these things. Like it won't it's legally can't come out of your mouth. Like you can't put the Nazi flag up in Germany. You can't say thank you for your service if you don't donate to a, a veterans group. Like that's just how it is. They will check your bank account. Like it's <laughs> but it's like it's impossible to do. Like what they. and caller, thank you for caller for your call. The three minute max thing ran out, so that's why it cut you off. So okay yeah. so. You know, anyone's wondering out there if that poor man to talk about picked a rifle and got silent and it cut off. That's what happened. But um, it, it is it is hard to uh, to when someone says thank you for your service to go. Hey, once you donate, you know, and then the person's like, uh, <laughs> it's just it. The, I I think we just need some 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 uh, brain power put towards how do we get that into the culture how do we get that people thinking that way where it's like instead of just saying a thing you know but that's the eternal question right how do you get some to actually give of themselves
1: donations come in better during war we need another war that's oh god that's the answer (laughs) I, I,
0: I do volunteer work on the road at least I did before COVID I had to stop but it's like You know, because I'm a piece of shit, like, to your point. Um, (laughs) It's to meet chicks, Ricky. That's why. They got nowhere to stay. And I... I, It's honestly kind of just to pass the time and also to feel a little less guilty about making money for what I do. You know, because it's so fun. And I see people suffering for what they do. And it's kind of one of those things like maybe it's that built-in Catholic guilt that I will be buried with even though I don't follow the faith anymore. Um, But... I find it's hard to find things that are uh, doable in terms of my schedule where they're like, okay, we well, have to do this training program. I'm like, I have three hours on a Saturday yeah. afternoon. Here's what, I, here's what yeah. I have. Um,
1: I, have a, uh, I have a suitcase I of clothes I can
0: give you. <laughs> yeah, you can have them and I'll, I'll help move a couch. Yeah. Yeah. But um. But caller, you know, b- b- bottom line. Thanks for calling. I, I, I think that's the first time in like a year of doing this thing that I've been like, can if can someone help with this? Can someone call yeah, in? Yeah, yeah.
1: That feels like I mean, like I agree, and I never thought about it from their point of view. But yeah, that's that's very interesting.
0: Yeah, and to his point about being they should a- do they
1: should do like the Mark Marin when he first like his podcasts first started killing. You remember yeah. that he would just give out a sticker if you said hi to him.
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot about that
1: sticker. Every veteran should be just given a bunch of stickers with a yeah, with a, with a promo code on it.
0: Yeah, they yeah, they're like, hey, uh uh they're like, thank you for your service. Oh, here, thanks. Have a sticker and the sticker just said, "Oh, hey, <laughs> <sucker."> Like exactly. <laughs> Hey. That word is unnecessary. Um okay, so we got the we got the the right in. It's a little vague, but someone just said, uh Ricky and Matt, if there's anything <laughs> Is there anything you you th- think of to make you positive these days it's very vague but it's i it's something that really speaks to yeah. me because i dude i for some reason i i get down on tuesdays and it's nothing to do with the podcast recording on tuesday that's the one kind of like high peak for me because it's always fun so i'll be talking with a friend more often than not but like for some reason tuesdays i get fucked up about not my life but about the world um you know m- work whatever work i'm involved in or not you know yeah. and uh the, f- the future so i'm interested to hear what you have to say about this about like how do you stay I, uh, positive what would it having a kid and i everything. reason the kid definitely helps huge yes. but same I recently
1: had an experience, I got to work with this director and he throws himself like really heavily into his uh, work Okay. and uh, we went to Atlantic City and basically like played homeless for three days. Whoa. And we were in missions and we were in, uh, and you know, like the homeless people knew we weren't homeless, like just by looking at us, but like people do show up just for the sandwiches at the missions. Exactly. so like we got to like talking to these people and the rest of that and i met this one kid on the beach and we were going back and forth and i was just like what are you gonna do man like it basically and he's like well the sun's out today and like i was like what do you what do you say you, ta- you, you just slept underneath a boardwalk at atlantic city this was in january and he was just and uh um he also said i was like why don't you go to the mission and he goes i don't want to put my hand into a glove that doesn't fit and then he kind of walked away Jesus. and uh yeah i kind of he's same age as me um and i just like walked away and i just started crying <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like i just started and uh it was really an incredible experience i was there with the director and um I just think about that a lot when I'm going through my own bullshit about like what we're doing. Like Mm -hmm. we're, we're lucky to be what we're, we're lucky to be doing what we do. Yes. And there's a lot of other people going through a lot harder shit. And it's like, for the most part, most of us doing this are okay. And we're just full of our own ego and mania to think outside of it.
2: So right. I
1: try to, I try to, I try to break that down a lot. I try to really try to break that down a lot because most of the time when I'm having a bad day, it's, it's all self inflicted.
0: Yeah, I agree. I definitely do it to myself. And I, I, I really had a funny moment last night where I was like having trouble sleeping. And I feel like I have to do, I do little mental exercises, like I'll breathe in a positive thought and breathe out a negative thought. You know, it sounds dumb, but it's like, and not every breath. I can't think that fast, but like, um, just kind of helps me. And like, you know, I just mentally was like, you know, I recognize the fact that you have to choose to be happy. You really do. It's hard sometimes to be like, I'm going to make this choice. And so I was, I reminded myself of that and I was immediately just deluged with negative thoughts, like right away, right away. And like, (laughs) I tend to call these things, my demons and stuff. And it was just, I was... I was depressed, but I was also almost laughing how I just got mauled. Like I was like, I felt like I I just was like, I went down an alleyway, like, and just said, I'm Batman and got the shit kicked out of me. Like right, like like 10 guys just came up and just fucking just housed me, just beat the shit. I don't know why. Do you have
1: friends? Do you you go back and forth with friends about it ever when you're in those moods?
0: No, no, not really. Yeah, I don't I don't really talk with my friends about being I, I, as much as I should. I really should. I've always been kind of bottled up yeah. that sort of thing. I should be better about that actually. Yeah, do you?
1: I think that's that that's huge. I think it's really huge because especially with comedians and whatnot, I not don't, I don't even know. But like there was this one day where I wasn't having a good day and I got a call from Judd Apatow and he called me and he was just like, what are you doing? I was like, um, uh, I'm doing whatever, like, you know, just hiding what I was really doing. He's like, uh, you want to come over to the apartment and hang out? And I got down there and he's like, I've been having the worst day. And I was just like, I needed him uh. to have that day. <laughs> yeah and when you see him happy that day that uh-huh. i just um, have <laughs> in a bigger nicer apartment you're just like none of it's gonna change
0: no totally we're always gonna be <laughs> up our own asses you know like, yeah. like kicking ourselves down the road yeah one thousand percent It's
1: um so so it's just like it's it's the mindset it's what keeps us p- pushing i think in a way it's a superpower like you have mm-hmm. to think about it like that like, yeah. you get so much more work done. You you push yourself to be funnier. You won't let yourself get hacky. You, like, you know, it's just, it's the mind of somebody that does what we do. Look at my goddamn books you have behind you, dude. No yeah. no one needs that many books.
0: No, you're 100% <laughs> right. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. Yeah, and like, and my, my wife, I think, hates them. She's just like, what can we? do? like, I like them around. They're like... They're like old when friends. When I read them again. I'm going to read them again. Read them all again. <laughs> At least six of them are yours. Damn it. <laughs> Dude. Uh That's... Well... <sighs> that is that is a perfect endpoint, dude uh we've done much more time than i thought we were gonna do uh this is but it's because it's been so fun man i really love matt
1: thank you for having me dude it means a lot thank you it was was great and i've always been so kind and nice and i really appreciate that
0: i i only do that because i want you to give me work i do that with younger okay
1: i it i got you i, like I got you right? <laughs> I, i'll remember that if
0: i think someone's funny i i have to fucking tell them it's one of those things i really because it just i know how much you the 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 wondering you know we're not we're not olympic, <laughs> we're not olympic <laughs> javelin throwers where it's like look how fucking far <laughs> i threw it it's undeniable it's like <laughs> i love talking to comics who are who are coming up and you're past the, that point now but like when being like hey, that was really fucking great. You know, that was really funny or, or having... And so I I dug it when Pete was like, you got to check out my guy, Ricky. And I was like, and I, I watched some of your stuff online. I was like, oh, this dude's super funny. And like, I loved getting a chance Thank to you so much, you. Man. And I remember your first ups that I saw you do on TV. You talked about how you had anxiety. It's the first time I've seen a comedian do that in my life. Where it's like... Oh, wow. I remember uh, like where we we just we talk about it in in less honest terms. You know, like I've, I've, I just didn't feel right with this person or I felt, you know, something in where it says like anxiety is such a strong term. And I feel like the younger generation tosses it around far, far more than mine did. But I also feel like my generation blanches at that a little too much. You know, I mean, the running the running gag is like is like I can't come into work. I have anxiety. It's like what the everyone has fucking anxiety. You know, like that's the one that gets as if you know it's just yeah. hanging around behind. But it's just I feel like it. It was good to get the conversation started. Not that it started with you necessarily, but like you know, I was one of those things where I was just like, oh, he's 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 talking to people, and his job is to make them laugh, and he's smiling, and he's like, I have uh, massive anxiety about you know. <laughs> It, they're not even massive things when i say massive i sound like old woody allen or some shit like that where it's like his thing was almost like an act like rodney dangerfield talking about having no respect yeah. but to just be like it's a condition that i have that i deal <laughs> with you know like <laughs> it's almost like a comedy stopper but it wasn't which is cool so yeah i remember that that's that struck that, me today so
1: thank you man i appreciate I that that means a
0: lot well, uh, appreciate Well, appreciate you being a being a dope guy, being a friend, and thanks for coming on the show. And uh best of luck of with everything, man. You know, careful out there. You as well. Maturities. Good luck raising a kid, man. You too. You too. Well, okay, see you when I'm there, man. Oh, what an amazing episode. It's been so fun to watch him grow as a comic and uh to see him have that level of maturity at his age is incredible. Uh and thanks for the follow-up call to uh my 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 veteran caller. Really appreciate that. And sorry that you got cut off. If any of you would like some advice or want to just call in and tell us something, call right now, 323-763-0228. Again, that number to call is 323-763-0228. Don't think. Give us a buzz. And thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive Producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.